I'm not hitting the music until you say Julius Randle had a great game. Yeah, Julius Randle had a great game for a piece of shit player we should never fucking have gotten in the first place. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, where this piece of ham will last you until epiphany. Three Knicks junkies are going to run you up about what just happened in one of the only victories of the season. It's your boy, Douglas Fresh. Take that booty holzer right in the booty holzer. Knicks going to the chip. Jesus. You're... And we also have D-Boy. Yerp, yerp, skirt, skirt. Final score, not a misprint, 130-110. The Knickerbockers are getting their first victory. Oh, my gosh. Call your grandmammy. She needs to be waking up for this. Walt suit? Takes a lot of panache to rock a suit with solid sleeves and collar, contrasting a patterned body. But as Walt routinely says, it's all about confidence. His suit imbued the team with some of his signature swagger and confidence. Let's get into quick hits right now. Quick hits. Every night we got to hand out some trophies because Lord knows the Knicks won't get any the conventional way. Tonight's Brent Berry Who's Your Daddy Award for the Most Valuable Player goes to Julius Randle. Yeah. He flirted with a triple-double, scoring 29 to go with 14 rebounds and 7 assists. The Like Lazarus He Is Risen Award goes to Alfred Payton for saving a starting lineup spot with 27 points and 7 assists. The Team Facial Hair Award goes to Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. The Marcus Morris Actual Trade Chip Award goes to Alec Burks, who is shooting a godly 67% from three in his first three games in a Knicks uniform. And the sad stat of the game, the future. R.J. Barrett has missed his last 10 threes, and including the preseason, is shooting a dismal 17% from deep. Guys, it was a very, very bizarre day around the league. The Clippers lost by 51 points. But I think the reason why we're here tonight cheering up and, and smiling and Kyrie Irving is, is crying in the bathroom somewhere listening to Elliot Smith is because Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. And I have evidence to back that up because the Knicks came into this game with the 27th best effective field goal percentage in the league, which is absolutely dismal. And I, bo- I know you would both agree with me, but as far as the location of their shots, they are the third best in the league coming into tonight's game. So Tom's drawing it up now it was time for the guys to execute against one of the worst best teams in the league Giannis is trash booty holzer's trash the bucks are trash and the knicks are going to the chip your fancy stat says that the knicks can't shoot yeah but it also says that tom tibbs through all of his mask gripping and all of his hair losing is getting these guys into the right spots and they can't shoot this sad day In Knicks history, only two years ago, these same Knickerbockers 
lost 96 to 112 to the same Bucks, pretty much. You know, a little differences in the team. Nick fan favorite, though, Ennis Cantor seeked retribution against notoriously dirty player Giannis Antetokounmpo for taking out his BFF, Kristaps, RIP Kristaps, the season before. that music often because that music means the Knicks actually won a basketball game. I don't know how you could possibly manage to spin this into a negative thing, but I know that there's one man for the job and his name is D-Boy. It's easy. This win could not have been worse for the Knicks future. It proved to Tibbs, a coach who has always valued veteran immediate impact over youth development, that Peyton and Randall should remain at the helm of this team. Peyton with Quickly and DSJ Hurt had a night where he silenced doubts that he could perform and showed hope that he could shoot. Randall looked like a bona fide number one option, often outplaying the reigning MVP. All of this points to more pointless wins and a lower draft stock. But most importantly, this emboldens Tibbs to go away from our two rookies when they do return to health. But you don't think that building a culture of winning is extremely important to the future of this team? These these young guys need to understand what it's like to get a W. Julius Randle is playing out of his mind, not only bolstering his trade value, but showing R.J. Barrett, like, hey, I can actually win basketball games with this guy on the floor with me. Julius Randle has an untradeable contract. And does anyone here actually think he's going to be around next season? So you talk about a culture of winning. What kind of culture is it when the players who are responsible for the wins won't be there in the future. You know, you're right. Uh, He's just showing that if you enable someone who freezes out your best player, yes, continuing to freeze out RJ and only pass the ball to Alfred Payton because he's the point guard or Alfred is the point guard. RJ is just some young guy who has some potential. And uh, also this game was a fluke, 18% from three Milwaukee shot. You guys yeah, that's are really gonna happen. You guys are really bugging out, man. RJ Barrett put up 17 shots tonight. That's enough shots for any night that RJ Barrett is on the floor. He still managed to, to he only went for seven for 17. He managed 17 points and eight boards and four assists and was balling out in general. <laughs> I, I I still feel confident that it's good for this team to pick up wins, especially against teams like Milwaukee, because Milwaukee came in here. We we're on the second night of a back-to-back about after getting him totally embarrassed by the Sixers, and we come back and we show some fortitude and some ability to win. The biggest story in New York basketball coming in tonight was not Kyrie Irving. It was not Kevin Durant. It wasn't even Tom Thibodeau. It was Alfred Payton staying late at the gym and getting shots up. And Frank Nilakina, by the way, who did not miss a three and made me eat all the shit. I, I ate shit. You eat shit for breakfast, but I ate shit talking about him the way I talked about him yesterday because he came out and balled tonight. No disrespect to Frank tonight. So magically putting up shots after a game is going to somehow make you better. That the millions of shots they put up in their life is not indicative of their actual It was one night. It was one night they put up shots. And this turned around their whole careers, right? This is like, this is 
them turning it around finally. This one night is the night they looked at all their Twitter mentions and their ads and were like, I'm tired of people messing with me and talking bad about me not being able to play point guard in the NBA. I'm not a Turkish league basketball player. I'm a real NBA boy. Blunt Talk is the section in which we get real or blunt with you. The NBA, not testing for weed, and neither are we on this podcast. I want to give all of my love, a whole ounce full of love to Bobby Portis. Probably the Knicks' best player last year. Came through like a scrub, got his 17 and 7 in garbage time, dapped up his old homies, and showed why he is one of my favorite all time Knicks. I said it and I will die by those words. Yeah, am I high right now? A little bit. High on Bobby Portis, high on the loud pack that is. Old Connect brought up to Westchester for him, allegedly. Speaking of players who duff other players in the chin, my my <laughs> Billy Walker Golden Blunt Award is going to go to Ignis Bozikas because he came with a little bit of Bobby Portis versus Nikola Miritich energy when he squared up against the Nasus in garbage time. It looked like a fight was about to break out. Why does the Nasus on Kupo have a contract? I think you can figure out why. Iggy was cool, calm, and collected. He had that blunted, you can't touch me right now. I'm high as a kite, bro. Swing on me. I can see five swings ahead. Fuck around and find out, boys. I hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, once a Nick, always a Nick. Always a Nick.